0: How are you doing today, Tom? I'm very well. How are you? Well, my 20-year-old radio DJ self is a little bit jealous of this moment because I didn't have this opportunity when I was 20 years old to talk to one of the people who created the music that I was playing.
1: Yeah, well, well, you know, it's classic. Uh, fortunately... Um... You can listen to it all.
0: (laughs) Because I've always been that believer in sharing the story of music. But see, you were there as it was happening. So in a way, I mean, it's like you were the seed planter and then you released it like like Johnny Appleseed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I pollinated the airwaves
0: to be in that mode and movement though because I mean the the music of the 80s and 90s really is 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 what I mean I just can't explain it because it wasn't like the classic rock that so many of these classic rock stations are playing you helped generate a whole new sound
1: um well I I guess I guess I did you know uh I was really uh moved and inspired uh by and very impressed by the British invasion yeah. You know they uh, they turned out so many so many big influential acts, um, you know. And then I saw the Who debuted Tommy uh, in New in New York, you know, the first time they they played it in New York. I saw the Beatles at Carnegie Hall. I saw the Stones at the Academy of Music. This was all in the mid '60s, and you know I just eventually I I had I had to be in music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I made a mistake by going into advertising. Uh, For a year and then I I just I just had to to try to get into music and I was fortunate enough to uh, To get in when they were staffing up because records were selling like hotcakes
0: Man can you, you remember those days when we would go into a record store and to me That's where the real community was or the social network We would go in there and just share ideas on how an album is was should look like I mean It was just such a special moment in Americana history.
1: Yeah, record stores. Record stores were were really great. They there were none when I started listening uh, to Elvis in 1954. I was nine, and and then I guess there are very few now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I saw them uh, proliferate and then kind of disappear, a little bit like bookstores. Um, there was. Uh, they were great I, there was a record store i used to go to in in harvard square that had uh, about five listening booths yeah. with earphone yep. and you could take an actual disc into the listening booth and and um, you know preview it sample it see if you wanted to buy it uh it was it was it was pretty amazing wow.
0: and uh yeah that that doesn't happen anymore. Those booths were so special because I went into a a music store in Billings, Montana to buy Staying Alive from the Bee Gees and I ended up going home with the single Edge of the Universe because I thought it was a better song. When you're behind that board and you're putting this music together, did you run into the same storm it's like, you know, I know this one is a hit but I think this is a better song. Did I did I choose a better song over? Uh, yeah, I mean because I mean we all have our favorites, but I mean those deep cuts. Oh my God! I mean as as being that one that was right there in that moment, you you had to have felt that the deep cut is a unbelievable song. But I know we're gonna have to go market this one. You have to settle for the other one.
1: No, we well we we didn't really. I mean, I would uh, we we would all focus on the most promising cut. Yeah, and. And then spend more time on that one and kind of uh, leave uh, some
0: of the others for side two. Wow. Wow. Oh, the infamous B side. That was the one thing that I totally miss, messed up on as a kid because I wouldn't turn the record over. But everybody tells me, you should have done it, dude. You'd be living a different life if you would have just flipped the record over.
1: Well, that, uh, that was definitely true with Elvis. Yeah you know uh, I, I, and the beatles too i mean uh, there were very few stiffs on the b side and uh, and you know in, in some cases uh, on a single the b side
0: for me would would be better uh, just as you said wow Ario speedwagon ted nugent cheap trick all of these guys are from the northern part of the hemisphere here what what was it about that area of the country that really drew you closer to them
1: well, it was the music itself. I I didn't understand it. Yeah. Uh, really, the breadbasket of the country. Um, I just found myself going out there, uh, and, and I was a little surprised because <laughs> there just aren't aren't as many people. There weren't as many musicians there as there were on both coasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never signed a band from New York. Really, um, I did. Uh, I don't think I signed a band from L.A. either. Mm. Uh, I, I produced the, 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 those bands but uh, REO and, and you know and, and Ted and uh, I, there were a couple I made one record in um, Otho, Iowa which is a <laughs> suburb of Fort Dodge which is kind of a suburb of Des Moines <laughs> <And> anyway, <laughs> uh, it was on a soy, a soy farm um, that, 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 that they, they had converted uh, a room in, in one of the barns to a very fine recording studio. I don't know what it is about the Midwest, but uh, they rocked.
0: They rocked. You're so right about that because I'm blessed with the opportunity to talk to a lot of these new bands that are moving out of L.A., and they're going to Ohio. They're going out into the country because they feel like there's more freedom to go out there and explore. Boy, uh, living in the Berkshires, uh, the Berkshire Hills of Western
1: Massachusetts, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's... um, Cities are tough these days. I, I you know I I don't know. It it it's heaven out here. Um y- you have to drive uh, a ways to get uh uh r- really good uh delicatessen food.
0: Yeah. But, but it's <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. Has the texture of music changed in the way that people want it to be? And the reason why I bring that up is because you were talking about uh, doing music in a barn. And right away, I, I remember how Neil Young is doing his music in a barn that has no back wall. It, he just goes in there and it's got all of, everything in a barn, but the back side of it is all nature. The, so it makes me wonder if we accept a different side of music these days.
1: Well, it's all technology. Mm. And... Uh, you know it doesn't honestly it doesn't move me emotionally i don't search out new music i i admit that um but we we listen to music in the studio now they pretty much look at it on, on on a screen and you can take this section and quickly move it to that area you know you can you can move choruses around and 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 do edits right on the screen via computer uh if um you know uh, uh, even uh, uh, even mistakes um which which were sometimes left in yeah. uh, were, were fun to listen to um it's it's quite different um i feel like uh channeling
0: my parents uh, yeah. by saying you call that music <laughs> No? <laughs> that, that is so true because i'm a dj for many high school dances and they're always bringing their smartphones up they're going D- do this one here do this one here and i'll listen to it in my headphones i'm going what the heck is this this i'm yeah. not playing this song it's not going to move this floor yeah well yeah um some of them are good but
1: gee whiz i you know i i'm I, I, I just don't understand. I, I can't see really pe- people saying, "Oh, they're playing our song." Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, talking about a current uh, uh, hit. Um, you know, I, I know I sound like an old, an old fuddy-duddy, but <laughs> I, I just listen to music from the '60s, '70s, and '80s, and it and it's inspiring. It moves me.
0: I, I still can't get over the fact that my mother was singing Ain't That a Shame from Cheap Trick in the Car, and I couldn't figure out how she knew that song. Because as a kid, I mean, that that was my song. That wasn't her song. How did she know the lyrics to that?
1: Well, you know, people grow up in houses now, uh, kids, uh, where dad, you know, was a product of that generation and plays Zeppelin and plays, you know, stuff from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and everyone from the age of 15 to the age of 80 knows some classic rock. My son is is an A&R guy at Warner Records in LA, and he knows just as much about the music from that era as I do. At the same time, we can't really talk about how records are made, because... I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how they how they find bands through algorithms on you know on social media. Um, you know, I, I I liked human beings playing real instruments. Um, that you know th- th- that's it, and and that's one of the reasons why I got out mm-hmm. because I I really it wasn't appropriate for a fifty five year old guy to be making records at that time for
0: teenagers. Mm. Yeah. So so I went into another life <laughs> Man, you, you talk about having real people I remember the days when those record reps would show up at our radio station on a Tuesday We would sit there and listen to 5 to 10 songs And, and it was it was like D- Dick Clark on American Bandstand You know, putting a song out there Okay, do you think this is going to be a hit? Why doesn't it have the beat? Why Why do you think it won't work? I miss those days of forecasting where music is growing
1: yeah, well, you know, uh, they went from independent, really independent radio stations, to, to these guys who became very important programmers and would um, turn out a, a, a sheet that uh, that some radio stations subscribed to when the corporations started buying up all the radio yeah. stations. Yeah. You no, know? and and uh, now, fortunately. Um, you know, we have a classic rock station in um, pretty much every city in the country, which, which is wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah I'll, t- I'll tell you one of the, the, the struggles that we have today. I'll just sit there and ask Alexa to play me the deep cuts of Fleetwood Mac. And it's the same old stuff. And it's like, no, 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 get, get rid of that stuff. I, I want to hear the chain. I want to hear really deep cuts so I can go back to those days when when Peter Green was part of that band.
1: Well, yeah, I feel that when when you mention them rumors is probably the best bang for your buck album ever made yes uh, outside of the stones and the beatles and the who maybe but uh you know Ru- rumors i think had 12 uh, big hits out of 14 cuts mm-hmm. um wonderful wonderful stuff
0: When you were in that studio with these creative minds, I mean, this is the day when everybody was in that room all together. Did you give them the creative right to have exploration or did you have to lead them in ways saying, okay, I understand where you're going with this, but I think we need to go this way so we can have a better sound.
1: I would suggest things not producers do not have the authority to make the band do anything. We are hired and we can be fired. Um, People think producers, uh, you know, can say no, we're not going to do that, or you've got to do it this way. I mean, if you, if you, you know, if you're George Martin, maybe you can do that. But you were collaborators, and uh, I'll suggest something. We'll try it. If it doesn't work, we won't do it. Usually, does work if you're a good producer. <laughs> you know, um, that's the deal. We um, we 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 work. Hopefully, we work together, and 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 uh, things turn out. Much better if everybody's working together.
0: I would love to see how readers are going to read this book because I find myself going through the pages and then I stop for a moment and then go to YouTube and listen to the music and then I'll go back and, you know, go through the paragraphs again because it's almost like I need to reacquaint myself because on the page I can hear the music, but I physically have to hear the music as well. But I mean, you're giving me a ticket to ride is what you're doing to go deeper into the channels of music.
1: Yeah, I, I I was hoping to do that. Um, w- one of the reasons I wrote the book really is to tell people why the music I love is great. Yes. <laughs> you know, just just and here's an example. Um, it, you know, if if, if I could have, uh, uh, I'm going to do an audio book and, and I'm going to narrate it myself, uh, but if, if I could clear, uh, the, you know, the publishing licenses on all of the songs that I, that I mentioned in the book and the, and the parts that that I mentioned, uh, it it would be easier for you, Mm -hmm. but you know, you can find uh, almost every single song I I mentioned, uh, on YouTube right away. Um, not that you'd sit down, uh, with a computer by your side, but, (laughs) you know, but, uh, I think a lot of people know
0: most of the songs that I, uh, that, that that i
1: reference in there mm.
0: anxiety is one of the things that i go through heavily when i'm inside the studio coming up with ideas and bringing things forward i mean as a creative person how did you keep your anxiety monster under control
1: well unfortunately a little bit of self-medication mm-hmm. back then in those days but I, I i really wasn't that anxious after the first few records um, the only anxiety I felt really was if I had a hit. Um, and there were you know, there were many of those. The problem was that when you had a hit record, you would um, worry mm-hmm. that that you had to do it again. <laughs> and and yep. people would expect a hit record from you. And so the bar was set pretty high. And, and you had to deliver another one and turn maybe turn a sow's ear into a silk purse, uh, take a very um, you know, a, a challenging band and 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 make a hit record with them. that that was um that, that was tough. It was called I called it fear of success. Yeah. I mean, we have fear of failure, but fear fear of success. Uh, it, it was it it, it was tough. Um, there was a producer. One, I think it was Steve Albini, who said, uh, "You know, most engineers feel that um, they will be discovered as imposters, and this is a feeling that we all have to get used to." Um, and, and I think that's right. If you're successful at anything, wow. you kind of feel you have to keep being successful, because it'll hurt. It'll, it, it, you know, it, it, it's a great contrast if you if you fail.
0: Randy Bachman over the weekend posted a picture on his Facebook that she, he said this is a real studio. I mean, it was a genuine 1975-76 like, studio. And then he put a picture yeah. below it of a modern day studio, and he says they don't make us like they used to.
1: Right, exactly. If you look the, the the cover picture on on my book is is me in Studio B at the record plant. You can see the two inch magnetic tape, oh my
0: God.
1: you know. Uh, uh, and God, it was it was just great. Yes, I mean, you know, and I I, I, I kind of didn't uh, um, I ignored the concept of change, and and I figured, wow, we can just do this like this for the rest of my life. Um, not so, not so. Well, I, I not happy with the way uh, the way music trends have gone in the past thirty years. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my God, even even the transition in radio. Because when we went from tape to digital, and I looked at my general manager and said, "I'm not doing it," and he says, "Well, then I, I have to fire you." And it was like, oh my like, God. I mean, because we, he was not going to buy tape anymore, and that's when we were doing sixteen track tape inside the studio for just commercials. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: it was great. I I did do one album out of fifty-two uh, digitally, and that was the Poison record because I knew we would have a lot of punch-ins, a lot of mm-hmm. recording. You know, going from play to record, and we um, didn't. We did, a, we did uh, so many that if if I had done it on analog instead of digital uh, it would have been much much uh, tougher it's it's much easier to go to go from play
0: to record yep. and then back out to play uh, on, on on digital wow you have got to come back to this show anytime in the future because you've got one hell of a story and it really listeners need to go to the book turn it up my time making hit records in the glory days of rock music because it is a journey and it is an experience as we go into the holiday season because they're going to want to share it and this this is the book to get Well, thank you for that. Thank you. Be brilliant today, okay, sir? Oh, yeah. Yeah, have a good holiday.